Hi guys, welcome to Undressed. I'm Megan Collins of Style Girlfriend. We're back for another episode. Just if, you know, you guys haven't heard me say it enough, this is my quick reminder that you can help keep Undressed ad-free by heading to anchor.fm backslash style girlfriend and clicking on support this podcast. It's very, very easy. I think like the thing that you're supposed to say is like, it's less than a cup of coffee a month, which I think the most expensive that you can support the podcast is at like $9.99 and honestly like depending on how fancy your coffee drink is like that could be less I don't know I bet they have like gold plated coffees that are like $15 now at like I don't know like a hotel coffee bar so yeah we're gonna go with that it's less than a cup of coffee so go support us I'd appreciate it um and thanks to all of our new podcast supporters since our last episode, including Kevin, who sounds really awesome and fun. So thank you. Um, my co-host today is uh, my pal, Elisa Richter. You guys, she runs her own communications firm. She works with clients like The Sill, who we love. Yay. We love The Sill. Uh, <laughs> Watermelon Road, Maiden Home, who that reminds me, I need to talk to you about them after we get off this podcast because I'm obsessed with them and I did not know that until you sent me your bio. Yeah. Uh, and Sophia Coppola Wines, which I mean, it's, three o'clock in the afternoon, so I'm actually kind of wondering why you didn't bring samples. <laughs> it's fine. Next time, I promise. Thank you. Uh, she also has a very cute King Charles Spaniel named Penny, which I just, I really, I felt like it was important to tell you guys that and let you know. We can link to her Instagram. Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> of course she has an Instagram. Of course. Um, she's also super smart and fun, and I'm excited that she's here to chat today about all the things. So Yay. thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's so good to be here. Oh my God, you came out in the rain. I mean, this is this was not nothing. I slept out here. Yeah. I know. There's nothing through, to do through but rain and, and snow. <laughs> You're like a postman. <laughs> in my rickshaw. <laughs> Going uphill both ways somehow. Exactly. Yeah, I love it. I broke out my wool coat and boots and tights. And then tomorrow we're back to 80 degrees. I thought I about tights this morning and then I was just like, it's too much. <laughs> it's like when people prematurely go back to hot coffee after iced when it's like one crappy day in August and you're like, slow your roll, buddy. Like, we've got time. Yeah. So, wait, are you wearing tights right now? I am. Oh, you did it. I know. Well, it's cold outside. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Maybe you just have a stronger tolerance for cold than I do right no, now. No, I was wearing a skirt earlier and then I was like, JK, I'm putting jeans on. So, I don't. I have a very low tolerance actually for weather. <laughs> <laughs> but I go, I just go casual. I'm like, I'm, I was going to be fancy and now I'm not. I, I de-fancy as well, the weather gets worse. Luckily, you also don't have to be fancy if you're on a podcast. You can true. kind of roll in here with footy pajamas and no one would know. Next time. Except you. That's true. <laughs> um, I want to talk really quickly about some style things because uh, for the uninitiated, it is fashion week here in New York. Have you been to any shows? Have you been to like, are you doing the things? I'm not doing the things. I'm really focused on my clients this week. So I'm sort of just watching vicariously on Instagram and reading the blogs. Have you? No, God, no. It's women's stuff. <laughs> That's true. Why would you go? I don't get invited to that stuff. And like, even if I did, I would be so intimidated. Like you see all these influencers kind of packing up and like moving into the city for the week and they have like 18 pieces of luggage. And they're like, I'm here for fashion week. Like, <laughs> thanks to whatever hotel sponsored me and brought me here. And now I'm at this show and now I'm at that show and I'm wearing seven different outfits a day. Like, uh-uh. I know. Not for I've, me. I've seen the, uh, there are just dozens and dozens of fashion bloggers in my neighborhood taking Instagram photos and photos. Oh, of... do you like live on a cobblestone street? <laughs> it is a very cute street. Oh, that'll um, do it. We're close to Washington Square Park, so that is Instagram central for mm -hmm. photo shoots. 
Um, and I'm always walking my dog and there's usually a pack of fashion bloggers there being trailed by a photographer with like a suitcase in tow to do their outfit changes. It's very amusing. Has Penny ever like made it into a shot? It's funny you ask that because she has. Oh, I bet. I bet they're like, excuse me, can I hold your dog? There's actually a really lovely um, fashion blogger called, uh, her name is Lecky. Her handle is, I believe it's West Village Wasp. Wow. Yes. And she has of course it is. quite a phenomenal audience. Um, and I was walking Penny in the West Village and I I think that she was doing a photo shoot in front of Carrie, oh, Carrie Stoop. Carrie Bradshaw. Yes, like the, the, sex the famous apartment. brownstone stoop on Perry Street. She spotted Penny and ushered her over. And I, I was like, well, I can't say no to this. So did you <laughs> this have is Penny's her... moment? I mean, is that how Penny got all of her Instagram followers? Like, were you like, can you please tag her? I think she did tag her. I was very grateful for that. Oh. I'm like, yeah, my, my dream of being a dog stage mom is finally... It's finally becoming wow. real. I'm sure you were fending off a spawn con after that left and right. <laughs> so much spawn con. So many dog brands telling me that they'll send me treats. <laughs> so uh, use code Penny for your 15% off your first bark box. Uh, but it is funny that it's Fashion Week because, like, for me, again, I'm not really a part of the scene as it were but like I think I pay more attention to just like what brands are doing and like what what activations are happening and like you know the news of it all right I mean Mm -hmm. fashion's a business like let's uh, like if florals are in for spring like god bless but like I'm kind of just that's not where my head is at with it let's just say so I saw this and I just wanted to get your hot take because it's so it seems so weird to me and it's basically that uh, New Balance announced that for Fashion Week, the company is setting up this booth in Soho with cameras. And the cameras have like machine learning technology that utilizes whatever, some algorithm. And what it does is it identifies people who are look different than everyone else. Ooh, okay. Right. So like when you hear it, that doesn't sound good, does it? That sounds like, like a that sounds like a, a potential hot mess, but go on. Right. And so the <laughs> point, like their campaign right now is quote unquote be the exception and so that what they're trying to do is grab like like use this these cameras use this like objective way to find who is like being really unique and exceptional and like who's being the exception out in the world and so these cameras are supposed to be able to like determine trends and then when there's someone who's not following those trends then that like whatever sets that off triggers the algorithm sure and then someone literally like jumps out of this booth in Soho and is like, hey, you're different. Here's a pair of shoes. Oh my gosh. This sounds like an episode of Black Mirror. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna it, weed it took... people out. And we're gonna, you know, we're gonna like find people who are different than everyone and we're gonna like make a thing out of it. And it feels like I get what they're going for, but it just feels like the execution is really weird. I'm just curious what characteristics are triggering the algorithm. Like, is it a is it a certain color of clothing that the person is wearing? Is it their hair? What is there actually an algorithm, or is it just some in intern behind the scenes? Like, I mean, identifying they, people. I mean, the article they swear it's an algorithm, but yeah, that's my question too. Is like, how is it not just somebody being like, "Ooh, I like their bracelet." You know that this project arrived after hundreds and hundreds of hours in a boardroom with. 30 some executives determining that this was the most brilliant marketing scheme of all time. Oh, absolutely. Like this had to go through so many hoops. And then they were like, yep, this is the thing. What's the Instagram moment here? I mean, I guess it's just people reeling from someone jumping out of a booth and going, hey, you're different. 
here are some shoes. And then the person's like, different bad, different good. Who cares? Here's the shoes. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's it's something where it's so not able to be explained in like a elevator speech that I don't know how it got. Greenlit. Yes. <laughs> like, you are a PR person. Like, do you, I mean, I guess that's why I was excited to talk about it with you because I was just like, in what universe are you being like, yes, client, this is something I can definitely activate around I mean I guess they got some press for it but it just sounds super weird how long have they been doing this is this I think it went up on Monday okay I mean I would really love to know who who are some of the examples of people that they've identified I I don't know there's a lot of ways that this could potentially go wrong (laughs) I think you would want you you know you'd you'd have to have like a nice diversity of people otherwise it's going to seem Right. And to your point, like, what's the algorithm basing it on? Because if it's factors that are out of a person's control, then you get into really dicey territory. Exactly. Like you said, hair or whatever it might be. Exactly. And is it, like, differentiating between genders? Like, it's just, ugh, ah. I don't want to, like, take it to its worst conclusion, but, like, it just seems like it could go. If you were using this for nefarious purposes, (laughs) it would sound the same. Like, the description of it would be the same, but with a bad result and the person doesn't get shoes but they get like carted away or something like I just don't like it it's just odd I usually avoid those candid cameras like the plague like you can usually if you're walking through especially Washington Square Park or, mm-hmm. or a hot spot or like, like Soho, iron, or, mm-hmm. yeah and they and they have you know a well-meaning person with a microphone I'm I'm usually beelining the other direction but even this <laughs> so is it like a secret camera or is it like hey you can step up and be photographed and then a computer will tell you if you're unique or not like I don't I wouldn't be opting into that either yeah what if they tell you that you're just really boring right like the inverse of that is really it's like the sad pac-man oh. <laughs> yeah now I don't know what's worse if you're like secretly being spied on by New Balance or if like you're opting into also, be told if you're cool or not. I have a question about the shoes. Are are these really unique New Balance sneakers, or are they just giving you like a ho hum? I mean, I'm sure it's pair. some new style, but it's New Balance. It's yeah. not like anything New Balance does is like a revolutionary. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Yeah, and I'm not hating. I like a good New Balance. I do shoe. love a New Balance shoe. They're great for people eh. with terrible feet. Yes. <laughs> See, why didn't they use that as their slogan instead of be the exception? I could think of so many programs for that. Oh my God! Speaking of really weird things. I just wanted to talk really quickly also about this art exhibit that I saw. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you heard about this? Okay, so Simon Huck, who, when I read the, I don't know where I saw this. Like, I guess I think I just saw it on Twitter. But he's, like, in the Kardashian universe. Like, he's, like, Kim's friend's publicist brother's dentist. I don't know. He's someone who, like, I think is on the show sometimes. Mm-hmm. But he launched this art exhibit here in New York for Fashion Week as well. And it's called... I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but it's like a dot human, like a human. I don't know. Singular. Yeah, exactly. And it's being billed as this like futuristic fashion brand, but it's very confusing because it's not a brand. It's like an art exhibit, but it's not even art because he's literally like a PR person as best as I can tell. And it's not an exhibit because you have to pay admission to get in. So I think it's more like one of those Instagram Uh like the color factory or yes, 29 or like, rooms or exactly uh there's so many of so them many now. now and so you don't buy anything but you pay to get in and then you see I think it's like both real life models wearing these like weird prosthetics that look like they're 
they've been like surgically implanted, not like mm-hmm. fake boobs, but like fake like spinal bones and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And then also I think there's photographs of famous people doing it because I remember about a month ago, like I kept seeing like on like Chrissy Teigen's Instagram story, there'd be like a, you know, picture of her with what looked like, I don't even know, like octopus yes, suction cups coming exactly. out of her neck or whatever. And so I guess it's like a commentary on the future of like what we could body get ourselves modification. into. Yeah, like body <laughs> modification, like what we could get ourselves into if we decide that that's like where fashion trends are going. But I, and I don't know, you're like fancier than me. So I was like, <laughs> I'm going to ask Elisa about this because like she can tell me if it's like art with a capital A or not because I mm. don't get it. Ooh, that's tough. Um, it's, I mean, I agree with you. It does seem like that another. you're fancier than me? I, yeah. No, I definitely don't <laughs> agree with you on that. <laughs> um, no, my my regular daily uniform is is just a pair of jeans and tights. chucks and yeah, and tights. <laughs> it's like, how many tights. days in a row can I wear the same outfit without anyone noticing? But like culturally speaking, like is this something that I should give credence to and be like, mm, wow, like he's really making me think, or should I just be like, okay, he put the guys from Queer Eye from the Straight Guy or Queer Eye in like weird like feet implants where they're wearing stilettos but the stilettos are part of their feet and that makes me think about whatever I mean I guess it you know it's an interesting pop culture moment I I think it's it's impressive the range of celebrity that he has he has lured into this exhibit um and I first saw it when Chrissy Teigen posted right the the weird octopi <laughs> Mm-hmm. shoulder situation. We're like um, probably not doing this justice. We'll put pictures of it up because it's yeah. very weird looking. It's But it basically looks like the people's skin, but there's stuff implanted into it. There's there's some mermaid, mermaid vibes. Yeah, like scales or yeah. like, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's probably worth seeing. It's for $40? For, oh, it's $40. Ooh, yeah. Maybe, I, maybe just watch from Instagram and experience it that way. <laughs> Yeah, um, I think it's an inter- interesting commentary on body modification and where we're going with like this sense of self and and the way that we present ourselves to the public and and what we're willing to augment in order to have a certain you know a certain appearance to the world. Um, but, so like yeah. art or not art? Oof, I think. I think it's um, it's a great consumer moment. I don't know if I would call it art. Okay, that's a very diplomatic answer. <laughs> Simon Huck, if you're listening, good luck. Good luck with that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd love to know where the ticket sales are. Right, because none of them are there. Like you're not seeing Chrissy Teigen in the flesh. Like she's no, not it's almost be like Madame Tussauds, like wax museum. Which is the creepiest thing in the world to me. Have you been? Never. Have Maybe you? there should be a style girlfriend field trip. Oh boy. <laughs> no, I haven't been. I think I hear what you're saying and the idea of considering what we as a society uh, find normal when it comes to body modification and how that could be changing and what the future of um, what we think makes sense to do to our bodies that will continue to change. I guess that's worth pondering. I don't think I want to ponder it for $40. Yeah. Maybe you can get a press pass. Maybe. 
But I think that's also why I don't think it's art. Because I feel like if it was art, it would just be like, come and see this thing. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's a bit steep. But you know what? Like, museums charge admission, I guess. I don't know. I'm going back and forth on this. I guess I just really don't want to see Chrissy Teigen with like an extra set of like teeth in her back. Or also, whatever. we've already seen it on Instagram. What yeah, that's true. to see? Yeah. I've done my pondering. Yeah. I'm done. On to 29 rooms. Oh, God. Please don't make me. <laughs> I feel like our male listeners are going to be like, what the F are you guys talking about? Because guys aren't trying to go to the ice cream factory. Guys are not going to, like, the dream project or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are they? I've, I've, I haven't seen that many men there. Exactly. I'll be honest. It's about 90% women. Everyone is searching for the same Instagram moment as 10,000 people before them. While I go see a movie. Uh, <laughs> or while I go see... Tennis. On uh, Sunday, I went to the U.S. Open, and I got to see Djokovic win in the men's finals, which was super exciting. But obviously, I missed the real highlight of the weekend, which was Serena uh, Williams playing in the finals, and there was a big old mess about it. And Elisa, I don't know about you, but I have some thoughts. I also have some thoughts. I've been thinking about this all weekend, and... um, I have some major feels. So for anyone who lives under a rock and, I don't know, deleted their Twitter account, over the weekend, Serena Williams, tennis player extraordinaire, new mother, like registered goat, was fined almost $20,000 for three different code violations during the U.S. Open final uh, based off of decisions made by a ref, umpire. I never know what tennis, I think it's umpire. I think you're right. So uh, uh, she got into an argument with the umpire and they uh, docked her a game and then they like uh, were very not understanding about her being frustrated about what she called a really unfair call. They had said she cheated by like hand signaling with her coach. She said she didn't. Um, And what ended up happening was that the other player won and people like straight up booed as this other player, Naomi something or other, Mm -hmm. like got her trophy. And it was really awful because the people were booing the situation. They were booing what they found to be a really unfair, like just unfair calls. But it just like, it was just a really bad look across the board. Mm -hmm. And what was really interesting because I was kind of just following along on Twitter and what I was seeing was like these headlines that veered from like, just like, a little bit sexist, just like outright misogynist, where they were like, she's having a meltdown. She like threw a fit, like, and it was it was really upsetting. And people pushed back pretty quickly. And even she did in the post game conference. She was like very vocal about you know how she felt about it and how she felt that her treatment was different than male athletes' treatment. Um, and I think it's great that we're having the conversation that maybe there's unconscious bias happening for them that they're like not seeing when they think that how she acted was a quote unquote meltdown when yeah. someone like Andre Agassi would like throw his rackets all the time or John McEnroe would scream at refs and not get the same penalties. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know if you saw that that New York Post tweet, but it the headline was Serena Williams has the mother of all meltdowns, um, which I just felt was very melodramatic. Um, I mean, if you watch the video, she's literally like, you owe me an apology. That yes. was not, like, that's not what happened. You owe me an apology. Look, I think that there's a case that could be made that she did not react appropriately. But I think that the umpire, he did a terrible job of de-escalating the situation. And what should have been, you know, in in most cases, it should have been a warning 
to her before he actually deducted a point. It should have been, you know, and there was a tennis player, James Blake, who's um, a top-ranked U.S. male tennis player, and he had tweeted on Saturday night that he's been given soft warnings by umpires before and that they'll tell you to knock it off, otherwise they're going to deduct a point. Um, And we didn't see that with Serena, uh, and I think the way that it fell out was just really really sad for everyone involved and it, and sad for Osaka too because yeah. it it totally That's detracted from this beautiful moment yeah. um her first US Open she wins over her idol it was a really amazing time and she ends up apologizing as she's up on oh, the podium oh god i know which again women apologizing and trying to make everyone else feel comfortable it's something that we see so often and i think what's different about this time is that we're talking about it and i think that's amazing both men and women need to kind of do the hard work of sitting, like taking a step back and going like, was she unreasonably angry or was she appropriately angry? And I'm looking at it through a lens of women have like never really been able to express Mm -hmm. their emotions without being punished for it. Um, And am I maybe doing that to her myself? And let's like figure out why. Yeah. I mean, it's look, they're athletes are passionate by nature. It was in the heat of the game. I, I really do think it goes back to the umpire's job of, you know, he needs to be in He's in a position of power. He's sitting high above them. He needs to find ways to calm the situation down. And a warning would have more than sufficed in this case. You know, what's so interesting is a friend of mine, so the friend that invited me to the open yesterday, we're sitting there and we're talking about the situation. And he said, you know, maybe like men should ump men and women should um, <laughs> women and I was like ooh bad take <sighs> bad take and he's like why I'm like yeah no definitely keep them like separate but equal that like has worked Ugh, really well yeah. in the past and I I think that again the fact that we're talking about it at all and like having a conversation around sort of an abstract notion like once we remove it from this example but once we actually step back and be like well how should a situation like this be handled I think that we can like get out all of our ideas onto the table and kind of like sort through them like they're dominoes and be like, okay, this that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. What's it like? What's a better idea? Oh, I don't know. Like maybe teaching men that they have a different reaction towards a woman showing aggression or showing strength or showing power, and that they have to kind of like do a mental check of like, am I treating this person differently? And women have to do it too. Like, right. absolutely. Right. Uh, and so I think. It starts here, but I just hope it doesn't, like, end here. Like, I just don't want to see this again and then, like, handled in a similar fashion. And it'll feel like we didn't learn anything. And, like, God bless Serena for, again, like, having to be the one to be like, hey, guys, let me explain why this sucks. Like, you know, she had to get into that press conference. And after losing and having this really disappointing day, she also not only had to, you know, talk about the loss, but had to talk about, like, why women and specifically women of color have confronted this situation of, uh, you know, being punished for expressing emotion, like why that's been something that's taken place in the culture for so long. Like, my God, like let the woman rest. She handled it so well. I mean, I think the moment between Serena and Osaka was really beautiful. And then Osaka bowed. (laughs) Oh, killing me. And again, poor Osaka. I know. I know. And we'll never be able to give back that moment to her. It's, it really is a shame. I mean, I, I, I think Serena handled it as best she possibly could, but I agree. I I hope that we learn something from this. And it's also just bullshit when journalists are sitting there in the press conference saying like, 
well, what are you going to tell your daughter oh, about your angry outbursts? Like, has anyone ever, again, like, did anyone ever ask any male athletes that same thing? Like, what are you going to go home and tell your kids? Oh, who's watching your children right now? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's upsetting. And I hope that people can listen to this. And maybe if they were just thinking like, yeah, no, Serena just threw a fit. Like, maybe you can kind of have a second thought about it. That's all. Yeah. You could even come away and still think that she had a fit. That's fine. But like, just hear this, that like women have historically been punished for expressing any kind of emotion that's not like docile, mm -hmm. submissive, subservient, making other people feel comfortable at the expense of their own. Mm -hmm. And like, maybe let's talk about if that's fair or not and if we should keep doing that. That's all. Uh, actually, that's not all, because I did want to talk about one other thing. Man, I was just mm. mad about so much stuff this weekend. Uh, on Friday afternoon, TMZ broke the awful news that uh, Mac Miller, the 26-year-old rapper, had died of an apparent overdose after years, like years, 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 of openly struggling with addiction. And yet, in their like breaking news blog post, the outlet said, quote-unquote, Miller has had trouble recently with substance abuse in the wake of his breakup with Ariana Grande. Ugh. So this was caught and like a lot of people, you know, called out TMZ for the way that they worded this and they did end up amending it to say like that he'd battled substance abuse issues for years. Something that came up again in the wake of his breakup with Ariana Grande. So better, but still associating her, if not straight up like pointing a finger at her being the cause of his overdose, um, which sucks and is, Again, blaming women and expecting women to be the caretakers because who knows why, right? Like, because we've been seen as mothers and caretakers and not as equals for however long. And it's gross. And so Grande had to go so far as to, like, disable comments on her mm -hmm. Instagram because people were straight up being like, you killed Mac Miller. Like, which I can't even imagine how that oh, would feel. Oh, the trolls came out in full force. Yeah, as you're grieving for your, like, ex-boyfriend, someone you love, someone you cared about. So I'm just curious, like, why you you think or why like anyone thinks that so many people think that it's the job of a woman to like fix her partner and like to stay in a toxic relationship when it's like not safe for them anymore when it's like not a loving place for them to be anymore like it's just again it's like especially bullshit when we tell men who break up with women who have mental problems like addiction problems whatever it is that they like dodged a bullet right like that's mm -hmm. always the story like a guy leaves a girl and he there everyone's like yeah man she was crazy bro and then, like, when it's the reverse, when it's a woman that leaves a man who's having issues, it's like, oh, you left him at his low point and you couldn't, you know, you should have like, been stand by your man. Yeah. yeah. You should have been mothering him. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I definitely have had a lot of thoughts on this. Um, however you feel about Ariana, I don't – it's irrelevant. I think in this case it's, it's really dangerous to blame – hits you know max death on on her in this case and i think that it just perpetuates this very dangerous idea that if you are in this toxic harmful relationship that you have to stay that that you should stay to save the other person that that's somehow your responsibility and it's not and you have every right to leave a damaging toxic relationship um, and what happens is not your fault ultimately and it it goes both ways i mean certainly I, I think the narrative that we hear is that women need to be the responsible caretakers and, um, you know, be there to to really nurse and like nurture the person back to health. 
Um, but even if you're a man and you're in a toxic relationship and, and that is not your duty to get that person well, that person needs to get therapy or, or help in some way, but right. you can't be responsible. The hole that needs filling in whoever it is, like it's not ever going to be filled by another person. And so, yeah, if you come into a relationship and that person needs filling up and they look to you to be doing that for them, like you're in trouble. And that does, like you said, it goes both ways. Yeah. And substance abuse is a really serious issue. Substance abuse and addiction, that is not something that you, that, that someone who is an ordinary person without any training can possibly be expected to fix. You need outside help and outside professionals who are trained in addiction and, and know the techniques and the therapies that can help somebody get back on their feet. But that's, that is really unrealistic to ask that of somebody else to, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I mean, it goes back to like, do you want someone to be your equal or do you want someone to be your caretaker? Because those really shouldn't be the same person. No. And hopefully you want to be in an equitable, fair relationship where. Ideally. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, one would think. Yeah. And yet. And yet here we are. So I just thought that was really garbage. And like what, like you said, you can think Ariana Grande, you can think a million things about her, but like keep her name out of your mouth when it comes to like this situation right now. Yeah. Like even just like newspapers that are are like where the headlines like Ariana Grande's ex-boyfriend, Mac Miller, blah, 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 blah. It's like he was his own person. Like, and it's just like Mac Miller is a really talented artist. And like, let's just let him like be the star of his own yeah. obituary. Let's like, good God. Honor him as an artist. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that's a really good point. Uh, I, I think she's an easy target right now because she's in the press constantly. She has a massive audience. She's got a very high profile relationship. She's Ariana Grande. Yeah. I mean, she is this. She's had a year. Yeah, she's definitely had a year, a couple years. Um, so, All in one. Yeah. <laughs> Right, I get the impulse. I get the impulse to like pull her into this, but like wait until the second paragraph. You know, know. what I mean? Like we know you need to get your SEO headlines in there, Ugh. but it's <laughs> so gross. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, I'm glad at least she could turn off her Instagram comments and just like Yeah. I mean, self-care, right? Like do what you have to do to stay sane through all of this. Cuz again, she's they were together until really recently and like that doesn't just go away. Like, I'm sure she wasn't, I mean, I don't know what the emotion that all of these trolls think she must be feeling right now, but I'm sure she's horrified I'm sure and sad. She, exactly. And, you know, just bereaved over, like, you know, for his family, for his friends, like, even for for herself, like, that she's not going to have this person, like, in her life anymore. Like, maybe they could have become friends again one day. Like, I feel, I feel awful for her. Yeah. I mean, just in light of that, of this topic, I mean, do you remember the Demi Lovato drug abuse? That was like two story? weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, but but every <laughs> but yeah, every <laughs> sure, but every the narrative in the press was that it's Demi Lovato's fault because she, you know, she's the one that yeah. sought out these friends who are bad influences, and she is a drug addict. Nobody's of, blaming of her own Fez from that '70s show. Yeah, I mean, she <laughs> exactly. Who's who is Demi's yeah. scapegoat? Yeah, Wilmer Valderrama's not showing up in those headlines. It just feels very, very hypocritical. Yeah, because it is. <laughs> I just feel like if all that comes out of 
this podcast is people being like, huh, you know what? I hadn't thought about it that way. That's fine. If you still want to think Ariana Grande is the worst and like, oh my God, she left him and oh my God, her and Pete Davidson are this and that, like fine. But just like take a hot second and be like, could I think about this a different way? Sure. And there's nuance to every situation and, you know, it's much more than just a headline that you read. Yeah. There's, you know, these are real people. Um, I don't know. I think we could all use a little bit more compassion. Yeah. And you know what? I guess I'll just end this on saying that, like, everything I know about Mac Miller and everything that's, like, been said about him in the press that's not to do with Ariana Grande is, like, he was such a kind person. He was so loving. He was so compassionate. So, like... Yeah, like let's all follow in his example of like just trying to put more light into the world, yeah. right? I don't think that he would have wanted us to be piling on Ariana Grande and blaming her for his addiction. No. Ugh. All right. Well, what a week. What a week indeed. Let's get to hot takes because I just can't even. <laughs> <laughs> Neither can I. <laughs> oh my God. I need to get like a button that just like said, like, I can't even. I can't even. Um, <laughs> Do you want to go first? Um, Is there something that's just been on your mm, mind above and beyond all all the things we've already talked about? I mean, this Jamila, Jamil, am I pronouncing her name correctly? I hope so, because I'm going to feel racist if that's not it, because that's what I've been saying. I could be butchering her name terribly, and if, if so, I apologize. But Jamila Jamil, who is on one of my favorite shows ever, The Good Place. I love it so much. Um... She's phenomenal. She's not only a fantastic actress, but she's become a very outspoken opponent of the Kardashians (laughs) Um, as double agents of the patriarchy. Um, And I kind of love it. I love that she is taking them to task for some of their shenanigans. Well, so she went on... I'll pile on here and just say, I think she went on... It was like BBC One or something. It was like some something British, but she just went and did this podcast interview and she really like explained feminism in a way that was interesting and maybe sort of more accessible and yeah, talked about like the Kardashians and just why like these women whose young fans are seeing them hawk like skinny tea and all of this, like if we don't bring some more uh, like cognition of like why we are... uh, like putting up on a pedestal, the people that we put up on a pedestal, like we're gonna be in deeper trouble than we're already mm-hmm. in. So yeah, I definitely, I I totally concur. Like we'll put the link up into the post because everyone should go listen to this interview. She's, I mean, first of all, she's got a British accent, so she's just like lovely to listen to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, she just explains a lot of what we've been talking about in ways that feel really like not patronizing, but also not, you know, men are the worst, like down to the men. Right, Because I think that that's sometimes, especially guys think that conversations about feminism are going to be really, like, hard to listen to. Um, And she just, like, yeah, made the whole conversation just kind of be, like, very common sense. Like, it was just like, yeah, why wouldn't we uh, not want our kids to look up to women who sell waist trainers? It was like, yeah. yeah. Kim Kardashian has 117 million followers. Which we were just talking about this before we started recording. There's only 300 million people in America. Like I think it's more like 360 million, but fine. I'll double it's check on that. It's under 400 million people. She's like <laughs> cranking on like getting everyone. I mean, she's she's taking over yeah, the world. Yeah. It's wild. But she should. I mean, I agree with her. I I love that she. You know, you know, I know she's not on the same playing field as the Kardashians. She doesn't. She's not as well known in a lot of circles. 
Um, it would be different if somebody like Chrissy Teigen was attacking them. Um, and I don't even think she's attacking them. I think she's saying, like, they don't even understand that they're, like, I think they think they're really empowered. Mm-hmm. And, like, look, I'm using my sexuality as right. a tool to make me feel confident. And, like, I mean, I think you can get into layers and layers of this conversation, but I think for her to kind of take that step back and be like, what is this doing to our society? Like, I don't think enough people that have some celebrity are are saying that, right? Like, again, just let's have the conversation. Like, what is this doing? Is this what we want our kids to see? Is this what we want mm-hmm. our kids to, uh, again, like put onto a pedestal and like want to emulate? Like, more kids today like want to be Kylie Jenner than like want to be, you know, Kamala Harris. And that's not great. Can you imagine if you, like if I ever hear a kid say, like, you know, if I, you ask, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they say like, Instagram influencer, I think I might just die. Yeah. Like a cliff would appear and then you'd fall off. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But just I bet like, we could go out and find a kid that would say that I'm like sure. on the street right now. I'm sure. Like, Alisa, that's like not like there's definitely kids filling out like their college applications. And it's like when I grow up, these are my, I'm gonna my sell 10 year goals. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, Alisa, where can people find you? Where can people find Penny? Um, I am on Instagram at Elisa Q. It's A-L-I-S-A-Q. What's the the Q for? Uh, The Q is a nickname my husband gave me years ago. Something after James Bond and Q. Oh, really? And then we kind of became part of like the Q train. I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird loopy nickname. So your middle name isn't like Quinsada? No. Okay. Or Quinton or something. I don't know. (laughs) No. I did the best I could with him coming up with something. <laughs> also, on the it was today. available on Instagram, so just became Elisa Q. And okay. then Penny, Penny Richter on Instagram. She's the real star of the show. If you love dogs, you should follow her. It's Penny Richter, R-I-C-H-T-E-R. All right. Well, that's it for us. If you guys enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us on I keep wanting to say iTunes and I keep getting yelled at it on Apple Podcasts. And uh, subscribe wherever it is that you may listen to your podcast. And if you really enjoyed this podcast, please consider supporting the show to help us keep it ad-free. Just head to anchor.fm slash stylegirlfriend and check, check, click, <laughs> check, click on the purple support, support this podcast button. That's it. I'm done. I'm I'm over it. Uh, <laughs> head to anchor.fm slash stylegirlfriend and click on the purple support this podcast button. We did it. Yay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.